How many of you know of a man named David Brainerd? Anybody? David Brainerd. Anybody know of a person with that name? So this person was a child of God. He loved the Lord. And as he was growing up, he went to school. And the school that he went to, I believe, was Yale. He went to Yale University. But he never finished. He never completed it. So he dropped out. And he had some uh, medical issues. And when he and, and he, he just seek God for what God had called him in his life. So then one day the calling of his life was that to go out and to be a missionary and to, to share and spread the word of God to all the Native Americans. So in the East. You know, there's, there's different tribes, different Native Americans that live out that way. And that's what he did. He went and he shared the word with the Native Americans. Praise the Lord. Praise God. And then when he and then when he began to do that, he got really, really sick. Sick to the point to where he was coughing out blood. I mean he was he was sick. And he was so much in pain, but he kept doing it. He kept doing it. He kept doing it. He kept doing it. Why do you think he kept doing it? Why do you think he kept serving God in that way? Yeah. He knew through his guilt. He's just believing. How those things that he might know they were. Okay. All right. Stood on the word of God. Okay. Knew that he was healed. Okay, good. What else? Why, why else do you think he, he continued to go no matter what, even though he was sick, coughing out blood? Think about it. Um, another one I would say is um, sometimes, like, when you love the Lord and you know this is your calling, you love him so much, you want to just keep going and going and pushing. Mm -hmm. You know, that's one way you can show the Yeah. Love. That four-letter word. What's that four-letter word? Love. Love who? God. If you love God, you will do anything and everything for Him. It doesn't matter how you feel. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter what you're experiencing. You're going to follow and do His will. Look at Jesus. Loved the Father. And he completed the task that the Father gave him all the way to the end. And then he said, it is finished. It is done. Praise the Lord. Praise God. So last couple weeks now, we've been talking about the church. And as we've been talking about the church, let's go ahead and Start in, in, in Revelation. Go to um, chapter 2. Praise the Lord. 
And last week we talked about the church in Ephesus, right? So if you look at that chapter, chapter 2, you look at Ephesus, what, what, is the, what, is, what is that church called? You probably have a title there on top. Okay. Loveless. Loveless. So at one point in their life, that church loved Christ, loved Jesus, that they did anything and everything that they could for Him. But that love began to fade away, began to fade away, began to fade away, began to fade away. And that's why Jesus came and warned them and said, No, repent, repent. We're just going to kind of start there. Look at uh, verse 1. To the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things says, He who holds the seven stars. Okay, what are the seven stars? Yeah, uh, no. He who holds the seven stars in his right hand. So remember we said the seven stars are the leaders in the church. Okay, the messenger of the church. Okay, it could be pastor, right? Okay, more than likely, it is the pastor of the church. Okay, and then he says, look, he's saying he's holding in his right hand. That, that when he's holding in his right hand represents protection. He's protecting the leader, the messenger of the church. Okay, now, and then he says that, um, who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. Now, what do the what do the seven golden lampstand represent? The church, and then before that, look it says, "Who walks in the midst?" So, who's walking around right now in our midst? Jesus. Okay, Jesus, and who is Jesus looking at? Us. See, I can see all of you, but but I don't know what you're thinking. I don't know what's in your heart, but guess what? Jesus knows. He knows what's in your heart. He knows what's in your mind, your thoughts. And he's walking around. He's walking around. He knows why you're here. He knows why you come. Not only on Sunday, but every time the door is open. He knows. He knows. And that's what he says right there in verse 2. Look, I know your works, your labor, your patience. And that you cannot bear those who are evil. So he knows. He knows everything. He knows what we're doing. He knows what you're doing in the ministry. He knows. And then he says, And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not, and have found them liars. So this church in Ephesus knew, and, and, and different people would come in, and these people that came in who didn't share the word according to the truth, they were liars. And, and, and then when, when they knew they were liars, they said, get out. We don't want you here. We don't want you to be here. Get out. And that's one of the reasons why that this, this place right here is so holy. You know? We can't just allow anybody to just come in here and start sharing with you. Because if they do, and if it's not according to the word, 
then you're being taught false information. Amen. Okay? So, so, so he was telling this church that they were doing good. Doing good. Good job. Good job. Good job. Keep it up. Verse 3 says that, And you have persevered and have patience and have labored for my name's sake and have not become weary. So they just kept going, kept going, kept going. Now look at verse 4. Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. So at one point, they had that love for Christ. That fire, you know, they were so willing and on fire for God. And then somewhere, they just begin to drift and drift and drift and drift. Yeah, going through the motion. That's a good, good uh, way to explain it. How many of you, how many of us go through the motion? You know, just come to church. Go out with a check mark in the box. I went to church. You know, going through the motion. They just begin to do that. And that's why he says, I have this against you. Verse 5. Right there he says, Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen. And then he tells them to repent and do the first works. Or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. Right? So change. Change. Ask for forgiveness. Let's go back. Go back and return to where we started. Amen. Return back to where we started. Return back to where you started. Remember. Remember when you became a Christian? Remember when you came up here to an altar or you heard it somewhere and you said, Lord, that's for me. And then you said, I surrender. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Remember that? Yes. And then, and then everything began. You were on fire. You were like, yes, I want to go to church. I want to hear more of God. I want to just keep going. I want to do whatever I can. I want to, I want to do everything that I can for God. <coughs> we, need, we need to get back to that point. <clears throat> now, um, look at um, verse 6. But this you have, that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. And then verse 7 says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Amen. So if we overcome this and we go back to where we started, and that day will come. Our reward is going to be to eat from the tree of life. Praise the Lord. Amen. How many of you are looking forward Amen. to eat of the tree of life? Yes. Amen. Wow.
Praise the Lord. So this guy that I talked about, David Brainerd, he probably had that desire. He could see it. He, I mean, just, he could just envision it. And it didn't matter to him. He was coughing up blood. It didn't matter. He kept going. He was sick. It didn't matter. He kept going. You know, he was tired. It didn't matter. He kept going. How many of you work today? All right. Was it a long day? Yeah. Okay. You know, maybe you worked and it was, it was hectic, a lot of stuff going on, right? Because sometimes when it's hectic at work, that, that can drain you also, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, my gosh. And then now you got to come to church. Okay, you had a choice. You had a choice to come. You had a choice to stay. But you chose to come. Yes. Amen. Yes. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And you just you just didn't choose to come to put a check mark. Right? Amen. You did it. You came because you wanted more of God's yes. word. More of what God is going to say, what he's going to speak, right? That's why we always say, come expecting. What are you expecting tonight? What are you expecting tonight, Sherry? Put you on the slot. continue here. What does your title say of this next church? What's that? Okay, and then is there a title on top? That's the title. Oh, that's your title? Okay, anybody else have a different one? 
suffering. Did I hear suffering? The suffering church. Okay. The, someone say persecuted. The persecuted church. Persecuted to the church of Smyrna, right? So Smyrna is a place. There's a church in Smyrna. And Jesus is writing a letter to this church. This church is called the persecuted, suffering church. What's the difference? How many of you read how many of you read this chapter? Okay, what's the difference between this church and then the church in Ephesus? Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> um, when you compare and contrast the two, the church of Smyrna does is being persecuted by the people of their time because they're doing what God wanted, as opposed to the church of Ephesus. So because they're doing what God willed them to do and they're obeying, they're getting persecuted and people are making them suffer. I think they put them in jail for 10 years, or not 10 years, 10 days. <clears throat> and so that's what he's referring to um, when they say, I put suffrage or something. Okay. All right. So. What else? What else is the difference between the church in Ephesus and then the church in Smyrna? Because number one, Jesus tells them, "Good job, good job, good job." Right? Because go back to um, <clears throat> go back to the church in Ephesus. Look at um. I think it was verse 4. Look at verse 4. Look at, what does verse 4 say? In, in um, chapter 2. Probably up here. Look, what, what does it say? Nevertheless, I have this against you. So, God, Jesus was praising this church. Good job, good job. Keep it up. Good job. And then comes verse 4. Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. So, in, in, in the, 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 the second church, Smyrna, everything in Smyrna to that church, there's no condemnation. There's none. There's none. Yeah, just encouragement. God is praising that church. Praising that church. You know, praising that church. Because they didn't fall. They didn't falter. They didn't, they didn't just start going through the motion. They hung in there. They hung in there. They hung in there. There was a last week I was telling I was telling you all all they had to do was go to the altar and then they burned a they burned an incense and as this incense was burning all the people had to do in this place was get that incense and then just say Caesar is Lord all they had to do 
And then when they did that, they received a certificate. So they had a certificate. So when they were walking around in this town, and then the rulers, those that are in authority, maybe the, 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 the you know, they would ask them, did you go to the, to the altar and, and um, say that Caesar is Lord? And then they said, yeah, I did. Well, where's your certificate? Oh, I have it right here. And they look at it. Okay, you're free to go. You're free to go. But there were Christians, believers, children of God, who said, no, no, we're not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. No. That's why they were persecuted. They were persecuted for their faith and for their belief in Jesus, in God. They were, they were persecuted for that because they stood for the truth. Yes. How many of us are standing for the truth? And, uh, and, uh, and uh, <clears throat> how many how many Navajos do we have here? Okay. How many Gentiles do we have in here? Okay. How many of us now can consider ourselves part of the Jewish nation? Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Spiritual. Yeah, spiritual. There's a scripture saying that we have been engrafted into the Jewish nation. You know, we talked about identity. How do you identify yourself? And now, today, I see people walking around, running around with a shirt that has that claim on it. Maybe some of you seen it. Okay? How many of you own one? You don't have to answer that. We're going to have to show your hands. But, you see, you see where I'm getting at? Who are you identifying with? Who you once were, or who you are today in Christ? Are you standing for God? Are you standing on the truth? Because what does the truth say? And then when you go out, when you go out and... <clears throat> I've experienced this. I go out and I, I talk to a family, and then they're the first thing they would ask me, what's your plan? Yes. Whoa. <laughs> what am I going to say? You know? And, and before, it was, a, it, was a, it was a tough, tough choice because at that time, my faith wasn't as it is today. So I would just kind of give in and then go with it. But now today, I can boldly say who I am in Christ. I'm a child of God. I'm a descendant of Abraham. I'm a new creation. All things have passed away. All things have become new. And here's another thing. How many of us in our home, have a nice 
picture of a teepee. <laughs> or a nice picture of a Or maybe at the shop we have Kachina dogs. You may laugh. You may laugh. But these, these native arts and crafts that represent those types of things people have in their homes and they call themselves Christians. Let's read here. Let's keep reading here. Look, look at that. Look at that. Um, <clears throat> actually, let's just start with verse 8. Look at verse 8. To the angel of the church in Smyrna write, These things says the first and the last <coughs> who was dead and came to life. I know your works, tribulation, and poverty, but you are rich. And I know the blasphemy of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. Do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison that you may be tested, and you will have tribulation ten days. Be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. Amen. Amen. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes shall not be hurt by the second death. Amen. He who has an ear, let him hear. Let him hear what the Spirit says. Right? Yes. We've been talking a lot also too about the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. We need to be led by the Holy Spirit. We have to discern the Holy Spirit. We have to submit to the Holy Spirit. And that's how we're going to hear. That's how we're going to listen. That's how we're going to grow. And that's how we're going to know. Because if we don't listen or hear the Holy Spirit speaking to us, and then these things will begin to happen, just like in Ephesus. Now, how many of you know... <coughs> um, of, of a person here named Dwight L. Moody. Okay? I, I want you to hear this. He who is born once will die twice. He who is born twice will die once. Do you guys hear that? What do you think that what do you think he's saying? What do you think he's saying? What do you think he's saying? Let me, let me repeat it again. He who is born once 
will die twice. How many of you have been born? We all have, right? We all have a birthday. Tonight we're going to celebrate birthdays. So we all have a birthday. That birthday is the day that you were born. Correct? Now, in our lifetime, okay, in our lifetime, we're going to face death. Unless Jesus returns. When he returns and we're still alive, we're not going to face death. We're going to be taken up because we believe in Jesus Christ. Right? But if it's our time before Jesus returns, we're going to die. So there's, we're born once, we die once. Now, when he says die twice, what is he talking about that? Okay, spiritual death. Okay, look at um, look at um, verse eleven. Look at verse eleven. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. When you overcome, when you overcome, look. When he who overcomes shall not be hurt by the second death. The second death is a spiritual death when we go before God and He judges every single person. This second death, that's what, he, that's what He's talking about. And then, and then He says, he who is born twice will die once. So, we were born physically the first time, right? Yeah. And then when we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we're born again. And then if Jesus doesn't return when it's our time, we die once. We're not going to face that second death. Amen? Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. And that's what he's talking about right here. That if we hear, if we, if we understand what Jesus is saying, he says, he who overcomes shall not be hurt by the second death. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, the second death. Okay. We know that Satan is going to be thrown into the lake of fire. Right? Is he there right now? No. There's nobody there right now. He's going to be the first to go to the lake of fire and then all his followers are going to go next that following all the demons. And then the rest will be those who choose not to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior, they'll be the next to go into the lake of fire. Now, let, let's, let's keep reading here. Let's, let's go back actually here. <clears throat> when, he says, when he says this in verse 8, these things say the first 
and the last. Who's the first and the last? Jesus, right? He's the first and he's the last. He established the church and the church is built on Jesus. Amen? And then Jesus is the last. So Jesus is the the, fin the final, he's going to have the final say. Nothing's going to ever happen after that time. <clears throat> he's the judge. And one day, every single one of us, every person in this world is going to face Jesus. And we are all going to be held accountable. We're all going to be held accountable. Every single one of us. Every single one of us. Now, persecute. That word persecute. This church is, has been persecuted. Called the persecuted church. Persecute. So I looked up persecute right here. It says to harass or punish in a manner designed to injure, grieve, or afflict to cause to suffer because of belief. That's what persecute means. How many of you were persecuted today? How many of you have ever been persecuted? Look, 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 look at um, Smyrna. Where, where is Smyrna at? So you know where Turkey's at? It's in that area. Did you know that Smyrna today still exists? <clears throat> Ephesus doesn't exist anymore, but Smyrna is still there. Except it's the, the, name, the name Smyrna is not the name of the town, the city, it's actually called Izmir, Izmir, Turkey. Izmir, Turkey is where Smyrna is at today. And then Smyrna was also called the crown city. It was called the crown city. Now look at these, look at, look at what he said here in the end. You know, those that have been persecuted, once they, when they overcome all that persecution and sin, Faithfully in the word of God, and when they when they stand and they get to heaven, he says he will give you the crown of life. The crown of life. Okay? Oh, right here, look, we got a map. See Turkey? I'm not talking food, okay? I'm talking uh, of a country here. Alright? So Ephesus is right here. There's a little island right here next to Ephesus that's on Patmos. Patmos is where John was, and that's where he wrote the letters. And then that letter was taken to Ephesus first, then it was taken to Smyrna, Pergamus, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. Oh, wow, wow. You get everything here. Okay, all right. So here's Patmos, okay? And then the letter was taken here to Ephesus. It goes up, 
Pergamus, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, Laodicea. So we're right here right now in Smyrna. So this place now is called Izmir, Izmir, Turkey. And it's still a place, and there's a, there's a, there's a body of water right here, so there's, a, there's, a, there's like a, a pier, a harbor. And I, I look at some of those pictures. So look up, look up Izmir, Turkey. It's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful city. I thought, wow. But this whole country here, you know who you know who are being persecuted? You know who 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 is being persecuted in that country in that in that area? Believers. Christians. Look at we, we can come on a Wednesday night at 6 30 and have Bible study. Oh yeah, look. Wow, thank you, Ty. Man, Ty is awesome. Look at that. I mean, wouldn't would it just be a beautiful place to take a walk? Yes. And to just enjoy that place. There are a lot but, of beautiful islands out there. Yeah. But, you know what? If you begin to share the Word of God in that area, what do you think would happen? Yeah. It's still going on today, persecution. In that area. <coughs> and um, how many of you know that there was an earthquake there recently? Yeah. yeah. That's on the other side. And, I, and, and I thought, wow. Well, what's God saying? What is he saying? What's, what's he saying to us? What's he saying to us? <coughs> Smyrna. Beautiful place. Um, and, it, and then it's also called um, a flower. An ornament. It was some of the names that was given to um, <clears throat> to 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 to, to um, Smyrna, and then it also had a stadium. It had a stadium. It had, it had many 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 other things, theaters and whatnot. But there was one stadium that it had a big old stadium, and there was a person that was killed there in that stadium. How many of you, how many of you know who Polycarp is? Polycarp. Okay, so Polycarp, okay, was a was a was a uh, a student of John. So John is the one that wrote Revelation by uh, the, the the Holy Spirit showing him. Okay, so Polycarp. Now let me let me let me read here of of, of him. And um, I had it written down. <coughs> Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay, let me find it. Okay, right here. So, Polycarp. It says that um, the earliest record we have of martyr outside of the New Testament is at Smyrna. The bishop of the Church of Smyrna was Polycarp. Mm -hmm. The bishop of the Church of Smyrna was Polycarp. Mm -hmm. And it says that one of the early church fathers and a disciple and a friend of John. So he was a friend of John. He was 86 years old. And you know what? He was dragged from his home. 
And then the people there, the pro-council, tried to force him to deny Christ. Tried to force him to deny Christ. How many of you have ever been dragged out of your home and then forced to deny Christ? Anybody? What would you do? Somebody came to your home. Authorities didn't even knock on the door, but broke your door down and came in and said, I heard that you, you guys were worshiping God. You guys were reading the Bible. You guys were praying. And then they get you out of bed and they start to drag you. And then they say, we want you to deny Christ. We want you to deny Christ. Okay, here he is. Here he is. Now, and, um, <clears throat> and then this is what Polycarp said. He has done me no wrong. How can I blaspheme my king and my savior? But they didn't give up. And then they said, we have wild animals here. We will throw them to you if you do not repent. And then Polycarp said, it is unthinkable for me to repent from what is good to turn to what is evil. That's what he said. I will be glad, though, to be changed from evil to righteousness. And then, and then they said that, um, the, the council said, if you despise the animals, we will burn you. So they threatened him with fire. And then when they, when they did that, they put him in this fire. And you know what Polycarp did? He took off his robe and he walked right into the fire. Amen. He walked right into the fire. Wow, okay, look at that. Look, there's the fire. There's the fire. How could I blaspheme my king who saved me? I bless thee for deeming me worthy of this day and this hour that I may be among thy martyrs and drink the cup of my Lord Jesus Christ. Hear me declare with boldness, look, I am a Christian. I am a Christian. He wasn't afraid to die for Christ. He wasn't afraid. He wasn't ashamed. He wasn't ashamed. And, and when, when you keep reading about him, you know what? It says that, that fire, when he was in there, became like, a, like an ark, covered him. And he didn't even burn. So he didn't even die in that fire. They had to kill him. They had to physically kill him. And that's how he died. That's how he died. Persecuted. Faithful. That should be our attitude. As a believer and as a child of God. I'm going to use uh, Janelle here as an example. Okay? She just became a Christian. Both of them. My son as well. And then Janelle just became a Christian. And... Um, 
Those are the ones who are failing to be saved. But you know what? They're laughing about her. <laughs> They're laughing about her. And I think one of them, one of them said at one time, maybe I would be wrong, but not say it right. Are you still um, talking up on that old road? Is that what they said, Father? Um, one of my siblings asked, "Well, are you still talking on your holy road?" That, that's a form of persecution. That's a form of persecution. You know? And <clears throat> but, but this person here, and one, one thing that always brings to my mind is this. How many of you remember that, uh, that, that shooting that took place in um, uh, Colorado? That, that, I think it was at that uh, school. It was a school shooting. Oh, Columbine, yeah. Columbine. How many of you remember that? Columbine. Yeah. There was just one girl. The gun was put to her head. The gun was pointed right at her head. The shooter pointed the gun right at her head. And, 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 and began to laugh about her and say, Where is your God now? Where is your God now? And told her to, if you deny Christ, if you deny your God right now, I'll let you live. But if you continue to accept your God and call upon your God, then I'm going to shoot you. You know what she said? She said, no, I'm not going to deny him. You know what happened next? She got shot. A lot of us would say, yeah, I can do that. I can go through that. But it's when you get in that situation, in that moment of persecution, who do you rely on? God or man? Who do you rely on? We ought to rely on God. We haven't been persecuted like these people. You have the Bible. We are so blessed. You are so blessed. You have the Bible to read. You don't have to hide it. But why do you hide it in the bookcase and leave it there until come Sunday? Or either that, you don't even take it out. You just keep drive and they oh, I forgot my Bible. Oh, it's okay. You just drive. But when we forget our phone, what do we do? Oh, no, I, gotta, I have to have my phone. You see, I mean, just, just amazing. Just amazing. And we can come together like this and fellowship and encourage one another. In these countries, they can't do that. They're going to get killed for that. They're going to be persecuted for that. They're going to suffer for that, for all of that. I mean, just going back to being going into your home, being dragged on your feet. Can, can, can I drag you on your feet across the floor? <laughs> I mean, a lot of us would, would, would go kicking and screaming, and I mean, we, we, we can probably fight and sing all kinds, speaking a whole new language. Come on. But he didn't say that. He was just at peace because the peace of God was with him. Hey. Yes. I think uh, what you're talking about is that. Um up 
today today that's what's going on in family when you become a Christian you get beat up I got beat up so many times but uh, to make uh, well I'm quite uh, I forgot her name um, Janelle but she's going through uh, people will be poking you with words and things like that for you to get off. But uh, we just have to keep on going and going. So my brother, do you remember what he did? He used to beat me up, call me Amen, call me Jesus, why? And uh, there's, there's this going on in families when you become a Christian. But one day he really cried and told me to forgive him. How he did. And uh, he became a Christian before he left this world. So, I think what I'm thinking is that uh, it is going on, still going on everywhere. And when you become a Christian, they don't, they don't agree with you. All of these things that you do go through those. What you think? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're being persecuted every single day, every single one of us. You know, this, this, this whole world, this country. You know, when we, when we step forward, and uh, I, see, I, see, I see three ladies every morning on, on 20th Street. And they're standing right there, right outside of that abortion place. And they're holding up a sign, you know. And, and just think how many people are driving by last night. You know, making fun of them, poking fun at them, you know, laughing at them. But they're standing there faithfully, 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 faithfully. But 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 the world doesn't see it that way. And, and people you try to laugh at you for, for doing stuff like that. <clears throat> but here, God, Jesus is encouraging us, encouraging this church. That's why he says, I am the first and I am the last. I and then he says, Who was dead? And came to life. So look, Jesus was persecuted. He went to the cross. He died on the cross. And then what happened? He rose again. And then you know what? Today, he's alive. Amen. Amen. He's alive. He's alive today. And, and he's, telling, he's telling us, don't give up. Don't quit. Keep going. Keep going. The crown of life. You will receive the crown of of life. Amen. You know, and, 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 and the way he's speaking to us. And he says, I know your works, tribulation. So in other words, I know you're being persecuted. I know what you're going through. I know what you're facing. And then he says, poverty, but you are rich. You are rich. We're all rich, right? Amen. And this doesn't mean material possession. It doesn't mean um, money and all of that. No, it doesn't mean that. It means you are rich. You have the Holy Spirit. You are rich. Amen. You have the promise of eternal life. You are rich. Yeah. You know, and that's, and that's what he's saying. You are rich. See yourself. Don't, don't see yourself as, oh, no, no. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And then right there he says, I know the blasphemy of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. Where do we see that the most? This scripture right here. 
They let Jews who said they are Jews, even real Jews. Where do we see that the most? And then God calls them out and he says, you are the synagogue of Satan. Where do we see that the most? In the world? Right in here. Right in here. People say, I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. I'm a child of God. Within this building. But as soon as they walk out, they're totally different. Totally different. Totally different. What's the best thing that you should do behind someone's back? I brought this up before. What did you say, brother? Pray for them? Yes, pray for them. Good. What else? What's the, what are some things, good things that you should do behind a person's back? Yeah, pat them on the back, encourage them. Yeah, what else? Love them. Okay. What else? Forgive them. Okay. Now, say something nice. Encourage one another. Look to your right. Look to your left. Encourage one another. How can you encourage one another? Encourage one another. Brenda, I'm so glad that you're here tonight. I'm so glad you're here in church tonight. Good to see you. Martha, you look good. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Keep praising the Lord. Brother, lift up those holy hands. Yes, praise the Lord. Praise God. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for keeping going, not giving up. You know, we're just going to love on you and hug you and say, keep going. Keep going. Keep encouraged. Encouraged. You know, don't say, oh, you're wearing that again? You know? No, none of that. Or, or don't go over here and say, you know where I saw him today? You know, that, that's gossip. We shouldn't be gossiping. We shouldn't be gossiping. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Now, let's, let's, let's keep reading here. Um, go to Matthew chapter 5. Amen. This is the church that we want to be, right? Matthew chapter 5. Has anybody uh, watched CNN uh, lately? No? Yes? <laughs> That's what I was trying to make a comment on that. <laughs> it might be today. <laughs> Praise God. We're, I'm so happy that our pastors are out there. I mean, what an experience. That is so good. So good. And they're going to bring so much back for each and every one of us. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Look at verse 10. Blessed. Are you blessed? Say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Amen. That is me. That is me. Praise the Lord. That is me. Is that you? Yes, praise God. 
Praise God. Praise God. You know, whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, just know this. Jesus overcame. Therefore, you're an overcomer. You know, and, 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 then, he, and, then, he's, and then he's alive. He, he rose again. He's alive today. He's alive today. Praise the Lord. Praise God. There, there's some things right here that I got. It says that um, 400 Christians are killed for their faith every month. Think about that. 400 Christians are killed every for their faith every month. You know what? That's 13 Christians a day. 13 Christians a day are dying. Mm-hmm. Yes. There, there's all kind of things going on up there. Mm-hmm. We, 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 we tend to, just, just like you mentioned earlier, we go through the motion and then we forget that we are not just to be content with where we're at, but we got we to pray for them, especially around the world. Amen. Who are, who are facing all of this and going through all of this. Mm-hmm. Yes. <clears throat> and then new believers. Yes. Yes. And then, it, then also it says 214 churches are destroyed every month. 772 forms of violence are committed against Christians every month. And 40 to 80 million Christians have been martyred in the course of history. That, that, that's a lot. That's a lot. Let's go back here to um, Revelation. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now look. Look at verse 10. What does God say? Those first three words. In verse 10, what does he say? Okay, what does he say? Do not, look, do not fear. Do not fear. Don't be afraid, right? I don't understand it, right? Don't be scared. Don't worry about it. Do not fear. Any of those things which you are about to suffer. Don't be afraid. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison that you may be tested and you will have tribulation ten days. Be faithful until death and I will give you the crown of life. Amen. Amen. Be faithful. Be faithful. Your whole life, be faithful until death. Until death, and I will give you the crown of life. Do not fear any of those things which are you are about to suffer. Yes, the devil today is roaming this world to see who he may devour, who 